Oh my god. The day of just sucked. Why? I mean, the day of when I turned 28. Yeah, what I, happened? I moped by myself because it was one of the first. It was one of the first years. I mean, you remember when I turned 27, right? We all remember that. You were there. I was there. I was there. We, I, I went and visited you. We explored nature. I tried my first kombucha. We ate cupcakes. We drank a $50 bottle of champagne. Of Moet and, and Moet and Chandon, I think. Um, the Moet, now I'd say, makes me pissy. Don't diss me. Yeah. Something like that. We all know that. Well, you didn't know that at the time, but I know um, because I because I never hear that. I I always heard that and didn't know what the fuck that meant. How I didn't yeah, know it's a champagne. If you, if you don't know what Biggie's talking about, it's because you can't afford it. It's true, I can't afford it. Is a big man, big pockets, big money. Um, yeah, so that was a pretty good that was a pretty good birthday. But twenty eight, I spent alone, um, and it was it was one of those birthdays where you think, eh, oh, my birthday's coming up. That's cool, though. That's fine. Did Everybody you not, has one. Well, it's as big a deal as you make about it, right? So That's the thing. I didn't make a big deal about it publicly. And then privately, at the last moment, my brain started to make a big deal about it. And there was nothing going on. So I started getting sad. But I did have actually a really good joint uh, birthday recognition party a week later-ish. Uh, with one of my friends is that do you say joint because you smoked a lot of doge uh, see i thought because you oh. said it like i had a good joint and then i was like oh wow. recognition <laughs> i was like uh i mean to be i did to be, to I be did fair smoke. we to be fair i did but also i meant like my friend's birthday is 10 days after mine and we celebrated in between hours with all of our mutual friends and it was a good time and there were you know I was locked in the joint for a, for a minute. Spent a little bit of time in, in the joint. In the big pokey. Does it work that yeah. way? Yep. Weed. Yeah, so uh, congratulations. Vermont just legalized weed for the first time. I, I love Good that if you... Sanders. It's just whenever you hear any world news, it's always about different areas possibly legalizing or... Uh, allowing for uh, medical use of marijuana. Well, it's really, really, that's the only thing that anyone seems to care about on a large scale. Oh, it's the only good thing going it's like, on. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the, the whole like fascist kind of thing going on. It's all right. Well, I guess, uh, you know, cr Crimea is uh, legalizing medical marijuana. Yeah, I mean, with a little bit of marijuana, you know, the news Sejuani. is what you make A little it. bit of Sejuani. A little bit of Sejuani, a little bit of marjoram up the up the ramrod. It, you know, the oh, news oh, is really just what you make up. Make it. No, it's not. Is, <laughs> the, news, the, news, the news is the most not what oh, I guess. You know what? Some people, the you know what, Mason, what you Mason, you it. say no, but you say no. But I will. I could find you. Uh, let's say approximately. What was it? Like 43 percent of voters, 50 something percent of voters that uh that make whatever they will of the news. They kind of just pick and choose what they want to pay attention to. So maybe the news, like maybe the news, the news is really what is what you make of it. What it's what doom makes of it. Doom infinite. No. 
Listen, I'm just saying for your birthday this year, I think you did the right thing by calling upon all of us to take vacations. To I'm just preparing all of his plans. I, I have we uh, uh, regarding birthday. A I have to bring up to the birthday council um, that God. that we you are screw this up. We are in flux and a half after a shocking revelation last night. Oh my god, dude! I already took off. I'm gonna show up. All right, I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be sleeping on your couch. No one is changing that fact. I might not show up. We'll see. What do you mean? We'll see the logistics. I took off, but I don't know if I'm actually going to get off. Uh, I'm definitely going to get off. I could have worded that differently. I know. You know. <laughs> There's got to be a better off. way to say that. I'm going to be getting off three days in a row. Back to back to back. The thing is, if I do get off, I only get off on uh, on the day of. Oh, yeah. Well, that's when Kirby does, too. That's true, but I only have to get off the day of. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, what I was speaking about, of course, was a uh, a little of course. a little spanner thrown into the gears of my clockwork machinations. So maybe you should explain your whole situation here. Okay, so there was there was going to be so yeah. I usually don't give a shit about my birthday. In a lot of cases, I've I've also kind of stopped caring and just kind of you know wait till the day of and be like, yeah, who's not doing anything? Okay. Um, now, but, I've been pretending, but deep down I care on the day of. Yeah, well, I sometimes don't even care, but now I do because I'm into board games. And if you can force a, a lot of people to get off and then g get off together, then you got yourselves okay. <laughs> you got yourself a party, if you know what I mean. So I uh, have been trying to put together, and and what I was really excited about doing this one game, Twilight Imperium. It is a it is like an eight hour political space so, opera experience. Mm, what? So why though? Why would you be excited about that? For for many different reasons. Like I mean, I, I, I what I wanted on my birthday and, and food chain magnate, which we'll talk about, kind of does some of what I wanted. What I want is like I want a very uh, I want you a need, game. You gotta you gotta say more about Twilight Imperium and why why that specifically though, right? Oh, okay. I thought you were asking me specifically Indeed. and not just like the, the, the I, I thought you were you, you were playing the the, the straw man. The, Correct. Okay, so he wants to go on a tantric journey. Twilight Imperium, yeah, it is a tantric journey for all these people getting off at the same time. Uh, it, it it is. A, a like a, you know eight hours of, of an experience how could that possibly be decent it is a game where you make a galactic map out of tiles and start out on far distant reaches of space and everyone is kind of moving throughout the tiles and going to new planets and mining the planets creating uh you know governments on the planets making more ships moving further throughout the galaxy expanding taking over areas uh civilization and like some creating it's it's very much like a civilization game um, but but I think the thing that really got me excited about it is some of the crazier things you're allowed to do, the, some of the crazier things you're, ways you're in, allowed to interact, and most importantly, that once a player uh, claims the center planet, which the uh, one of the most important things, what is it like, Imperius Rex? I, I can't think of the name of it. But um, once once a player uh, claims uh, the center planet, then everyone joins together every turn for a Galactic Senate, and they vote on. 
uh, rules to add to the game. So these rules could possibly hurt or help certain players or change possible win condition kind of things. And the game is just very much a political game. It's very much like, you know, you do this and and I won't do this and we'll be we'll be good and we'll share this border. And then someone's like, well, you know what? Now I'm stronger than you. So I'm going to go. I'm going to renege on my promise and screw you over. And like then other people won't there trust them. There can only them be them. one winner, though, right? Yeah. Wait, I, I thought, thought that wasn't so true. So why be friends? Is that not true? I thought people could win together. I thought that was. I think that might be true. Either way, why sure. why be friends in a competitive game? See, this is exactly why to team up against you. I That's love why the game is so fun. It feels like we're playing it right now. So that was one of the things I wanted to do, but I was shocked at uh, playing food chain chain magnate. Kind of brought a lot of what I kind of wanted. The the experience that is a that is a hefty hefty experience that is pretty insane food chain magnate food chain magnate uh is that by splatter spelden that's by splatter spelden developers wow that's so interesting it's almost as if you own it yeah i paid a hundred dollars to to get that game and i think it was worth it which is insane at first glance because i honestly do not think the components of the game are that attractive uh specifically uh a lot of the artwork not not the artwork on the cards that embodies that kind of like 50s era uh like sock hop or whatever whatever i'm trying to say um maybe earlier than 50s actually uh but uh not the art on the cards not the heart of the cards either but uh the map and some of the artwork on the map and you know some of those components are a little um ugly of the and, food chain. and flat there's some things about I, th- I think that when you lay that game out on a table it's worth is not readily available you weren't impressed with it on first glance and uh i would go so far as to say that even after we finished the second game uh you weren't like blown away Kirby sent me text suggesting that he's been blown away by the game I, I was so blown away. What are you talking about? I woke up and texted you about it, Mason. Yeah, but that was after the fact. I think that after like ruminating on it, you were pretty. No, I was. We we were blown away. We uh, me and my LTCP talked the entire way home about that game. That game was so fun. We Did had a blast, and we were what? Both of you talk uh, over each other for the entire ride home. We were just talking over each other. I cannot wait to meet Kirby too. Yeah. Um, no, I had a blast at that that time. The first game I played, I would say, wasn't enjoyable in almost any sense, which is the issue here, because if it were going to show up on my birthday, uh, we would have to run a test or run it the day before or something for there to be any fun had. Yeah, so so for the sake of the listeners, though, let's let's talk a little bit about what this game is, right? I'm waiting. So Food Chain Magnate is, you know, I I, I don't think that the comparison to Monopoly is completely terrible. Uh, In a way, Food Chain Magnate is a game about economy, and it's a game about 
uh, area control. But Monopoly is a game that's about dice rolling, and essentially you roll a dice, you land somewhere, and then you say, do you want to buy this property? Yes or no. So it's very binary, right? You're only making uh, one decision per turn. Whereas in Food Chain Magnate, from the very start of the game, uh, you're just open to all of these different possibilities because at the start of the game, you are the CEO of a food chain mag of a food chain company, and you get to choose to be either uh, Gluttony Burgers or Santa Maria Pizza or Zango Blues. And uh, I was fried geese and donkey. I was the Golden Duck Diner which is a pretty awesome name for a diner. Uh, but you start out and you're the CEO and the CEO has one action. The CEO can hire one person and as a CEO, and you have all these different choices. So you can hire a kitchen trainee who will start to produce either burger or pizza or an errand boy who can get you one drink of any type, but nobody wants food yet because nobody's been advertised to. So you can also hire a marketing trainee. But if you hire a marketing trainee, then you have to start being able to meet the demands of the consumers or uh, or you won't be able to sell any food because if people have too high a demand and you can't meet it, then they won't want anything at all. Uh, alternatively, instead of hiring production, instead of hiring production, you can hire infrastructure you can hire management so that you can have more employees. You can hire a recruiting girl so you can hire multiple people in one turn. You can hire a trainer so that you can get better people with better talents uh, at the cost of having to pay those people a salary. And in this game, money is points. So there's a bit of a trade-off there. But the one thing that I haven't mentioned yet is the power of doing these things first. And that's the thing that I like the most about Food Chain Magnate is that your strategy is is really dependent on these milestones. So if you are the first person to market burgers, you become the home of the original burger and every burger you sell, you get 50% more money for. Well, if I you're call the that first... a milestone. Oh yeah. Oh if yeah. If you're the first person to advertise uh, you get eternal marketing where your marketers work forever instead of just for two turns. Uh, if you're the first person to train someone, you get a $15 discount on salaries. And here's the kicker. Once somebody does one of those things, uh, once the turn ends, it's no longer available for anyone to get those milestones ever again. So there's this weird trade-off of... If you go first, there are some things that you can snatch up. But if you go first and say, I'm going to hire a trainer, then somebody else can look at what you're doing and say, I'm also going to hire a trainer because I'm going to share that milestone with you. Because if I don't, it's going to be closed off forever. You know, this is similar to real life because it's kind of like in fast food chains uh, when one uh, company, you know, does the milestone, the double the double pounder. Nobody else can really do the double pounder. It's impossible. Again, they can't figure it but out. But they do, but they need to. So they have to innovate by doing like yeah. the, you know, the heavy, so, the heavy two, the heavy two. And twins. I know what you mean. Yeah. So, patty. 
Or like or, the Burger King brew house burger. You know, and and another, burger. yeah, another apt comparison would be uh, when KFC did the double down, uh, which if you forgot about it, how could you, uh, is the sandwich uh, housed between two pieces of fried chicken. And now Taco Bell. Between the pieces. And now Taco, sell, Taco Bell sells <laughs> the naked chicken oh, chalupa. Do they still? Which is, I think it was pretty good. They they do sell the naked chicken chalupa. Are you familiar with this, Sean? Because it is a chalupa. I don't think they still do. The show I, is fried chicken. It was I'm really not good because I didn't bring my ID to the drive-through, and they they wouldn't let me get it. Yeah, um, maybe it's better that way. They said uh, no. You look a little young. They said you look a little you look a little young for this. Look a little you? green around the gills to be trying to chomp yeah. down on this kind of on this bad boy. Listen, listen, kid. I I I seen I seen people like you. I seen kids like you. I know what you're trying to get, but you got a lot to live for. You got a lot. But food chain magnate is also like brutal and unforgiving. Where if you make mistakes, especially in the first few turns, it becomes a little bit you know. I wouldn't say more relaxed early, later on, but no, I wouldn't say that at all, actually. But those first few turns uh, really pave the way to what you're going to be capable of for the rest of the game. So because of the fact that the strategies are not immediately obvious on turn one, that first game can be a little brutal. Yeah, yeah, a little I can more. Tell a lot of, I can tell a lot of the audience is, is wondering, Magnate, what is that? Is that some kind of new magnet? A magnate is a person who has great wealth and power in a particular business or industry. Well, there you go. So when I set up the first game, I said, we're going to play through this. We're going to play a really fast variant of this game. Uh, and then we're just going to reset it. And Kirby and Priya said, okay. And then we got like halfway through the game. And, you know, like I was winning because they weren't as familiar with the rules. They had bad like starting turns. And I said, do you guys want to refresh? And Priya was just like, no, I want to keep seeing it. I want to keep going so I can understand it better for the second game. So we kept going and I kept saying, okay, do you want to refresh now? And she kept saying no until uh, the bank was out of money. And, and the game started truly a ended. Second game. The game truly ended. And then we started a second game. Uh, and that game lasted so long because the turns were so complex that at around uh, midnight, I just had to call it because I had to go to bed. But we were in the middle of what, what of some of the most insane turns of a board game that I could ever imagine because uh, though I, at the very second that we ended, had more money than anyone else, um, there were was like interesting stuff upcoming with everyone. Uh, James had become this bizarre radio jockey that was selling everybody lemonade, Coke, and beer. He was just beverage salesman um, and was trying to undercut every single thing. So people were only demanding that they wanted like lemonade forever. Everyone just wanted lemonade. No one wanted, because I originally became this pizza lord and I was the first person to throw pizza on the block. So everyone loved my pizza. I came out ahead, got, made a lot of money, made myself into the CFO of my company. Wait, it was everyone. Everyone on the block. Uh, in the town, they all wanted. The, they all they, they needed the pizza. People. Real no, and the, imaginary. Uh... Wanted my pizza, and James. But James had a long con where he became uh, a beverage boy, and at the same time, uh, Priya had become 
a was trying to undercut everyone with better sales and more waitresses than everyone else uh and then also relocate to tons of different areas and have chains set up close yeah. by that were cheaper than everyone else so everyone had crazy stuff going on i had started to get care i had started to get a i hired a person that could create new homes so i was going to put new homes specifically next to my uh restaurants so that they would prefer to go to my restaurants and that I could also already, because I already had marketing down there, that they would want my pizza. Uh, so, But also when you make a marketing campaign, the marketing only has like a certain area. So when I took over the board with my radio broadcast that made everyone like... Crave lemonade. Crave lemonade. Uh, by placing new houses, he could be like, you do not want to be near that radio station. It's loud. Uh, it's citrusy. Come over here. That's, uh, what, that's where I was putting them. I was putting them every day. I was specifically putting them outside of range of your radio. You know that, right? Like I was going to put them up of on. Course. Yeah. So, so I had a multi thing going, and I also wanted to create. I had an airplane advertisement for Coca Cola, and I was trying to do a multi set for Coke because I because Priya had no way to produce Coke. So as long as I could get Coke into the homes then the families would crave that juicy, juicy white powdery Coke and uh, would want nothing else. And as long as I could produce that and pizza, I could get, I could, I wanted to create a block of families that wanted two things in their life. And that was Coke and pizza. They want to do Coke. Talk, like, talking about this pizza. makes me just want to play it. it. Sounds like a game where everyone loses in the end. No, I feel like everyone wins in the end. All this salty except for the pizza. customers. I it's so salty. It makes me want to drink. Whether I had I, whether I had won drink. or lost that that game, uh, it was the the time I have had. There's I've been, I played a lot of games, a lot of board games, a lot of uh, of P games recently um, in this in this year of our Lord 2018, and the the board game that I have felt the most similarly to was uh with food chain magnate was citadels which was the original game that made me say like man we got to try a new thing and or like got to look around and it ended up that ended up getting me to gloomhaven and further down the rabbit hole but this but with food chain magnate it, it felt like uh you know the the its particular blend of like rules and how interestingly it's balanced and how you can develop your strategies kind of like silently, like, you know, slowly creeping up behind people with certain strategies or doing stuff like that. And, oh my God, there's just so much about that game that, that is like just so wonderful and so unbelievable. And like the arguments or the ways that you feel about the people on the table or, you know, like the, the I think one of the craziest things is like the, 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 the part where you sell to families uh, if when you get that sale, it, it is one of the all time best, oh, especially when you do it over someone else, because they're like, like, like Priya would be like, oh, I got the two lemonades and pizza. The family wants it. And I was like, no, 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 because I'm I also have minus three on my price and you have minus three, but I have a, a location closer. So just because you have more waitresses doesn't mean that they don't want to buy from me. They'll buy from me first. And then, like, to see that face and to be like, I undercut you. I made that sale. And then I made that, like, extra, like, what was it, like, $28 or something, $31, I think. Uh, and then get, like, the extra 50% because my CFO, like, it just, 
that is that is why people do business. That is why there are people in boardrooms right now at the top of their companies doing a different sort of coke. Because they want to uh, upset their girlfriend. That's right. Boardrooms, board game rooms. You got real snacks. You do the real. Do you do the real deal or the real pizza? You send a real slice of pizza across the board. Yeah. Sling some lemonade. Yes, you do. You have you have little tiny pizzas. Comes with, actually, it's a legacy game because it comes with. God, if you, if you, if you spent the big money on the on the Kickstarter for this one, and you reserved it. It actually comes with the food that you sell, and that pizza so, doesn't last long. That pizza goes bad, so it's a legacy game. You got to buy a new one. You got to get it delivered to your house. The pizza's hot. You play it that night. You finish by the next day, and then you're out. But what if I told you that in this world of board game Kickstarters, that food chain magnate wasn't on Kickstarter? Where's the Kickstarter game that's about kickstarting games? There's definitely one. The deep dish meta. The deep dish meta, as magnates call it. That would be so, so crazy if you. Oh my god, dude! If there was an expansion for food chain magnate that allowed you to like go into further directions and like customize your stuff like no my pizza is deep dish people crave the deep i feel like i wouldn't want that because crave the depths you know i'm i'm not always sold on expansions for board games i don't know why but you know for video games i'm always like yeah this thing i like i want more content for it and for some games like millennium blades where like a lot of the flavor is just like seeing all of the different stuff I absolutely would want like all the expansions for that. But for something like Food Chain Magnate, I feel like it's so complete and like so like in its totality and, and like I, I like the balance so much that I'd actually be afraid of an expansion like soiling it, like ruining it. I I have well, an interesting question for you, like Food Chain Magnate like I, I feel like you'd gravitate towards these games that have lots of at least like fun random not like shitty random elements that make it so that you need to play it tons of times to see how it works out but food chain magnate has like no real random elements like most for the most part everything that happens is that that like can screw over your plans is it is, is stuff that the other players are doing so there's not really like you're never rolling for anything or doing anything like that um and I feel, and like the the point of the game is how excited it makes you when you understand yeah. it, not like. And then the components That's how don't change. Market it too. It says like, um, comes with absolutely no dice, like on the box. That's what it says. Oh. well, it, like you know, that reminds me a little bit of uh, Blood Rage, and like you didn't really like that game as much. You felt kind of let down that there weren't more elements to Blood it. Blood Rage but I does like have random elements. It has drafting. Drafting is a random element. It's not totally random, but I mean, the point of drafting is also that drafting is a reduction in random elements, but it still is random, right? Imagine how different the game goes if I draw the ocean card, the the ship card in, in the third round of Blood Rage when my entire strategy revolves around ships and then I'm the first to draw it and then I get it. Well, I guess there, there's also like the first couple times playing it i didn't realize how in, important or how it wasn't that important to overcut undercut your strategy than it is to just do my strategy so i think if you 
are playing the entire game and you get all those ship cards, then you then with most groups, it would have made more sense for me to just say that now that I've played it before, I would have just not I would have stayed away from that. Do you guys find that when you're playing these board games together, you have learned lessons from past board games or I do um, maybe have personal I don't know, maybe I don't know, personal differences, you know, maybe I remember the time that someone went for a certain strategy, you think they might go for the equivalent. Oh, yeah, yeah. You mean oh, like yeah. A, a meta, like a meta with like a group meta. Yeah, that yeah, happens. yeah, kind of a group meta, yeah. No, we all know how we everyone plays. James uh, creates... He goes all in James on one strategy. James goes all in on one strategy. Oh, yes. Forever. I heard, oh, yeah. I, about it. Um, well, I did the research. Priya will usually uh, straddle two different strategies and then go really hard into one strategy near the end of the game. But she'll she'll basically like, you know, uh, do a similar thing to Mason, but across like two different things. So it's a little bit harder to see where she's going to pivot and then she'll pivot late in the game. And with me, I kind of do jack of all trades where I'm not doing like one thing super hard. I'm kind of doing like also, I do jack shit that. for the the entire some game. And say yeah. That. yeah. Yeah. Well, guess what? My doing jack shit basically won me if it's called if we call that winning food chain. Matter. I right. I right. I, we'll I said sales. Next time. I set sail with next the time. fabric of friendship. You know? <laughs> I don't know what you meant by that. I set my sail with the fabric of friendship. Come on. Come on, my, take a ride. So I bought Scythe. You have to hold Why? hands to make the winner's circle. Uh, Scythe is a similar kind of... Is that a video game? No, it's another P, it's another P oh, game. Scyther? Scyther. It's based on... This is what's the deal with games, episodes 206. Uh, this is For a video game podcast. This or is, is it? This because is July uh, the, the 3rd may, be with you. May the may the 4th of July be with you. This is for oh. the week of... Welcome you to know, WTDG Podcast for the week of May the 4th of, of July, July be with, be with you. you. Uh, it's a good thing the title of this podcast isn't video game specific. It is. I'm glad we don't have a V in there. WTDVG. WTDWVG. So you bought Scythe. So I bought Scythe. This is actually what's the deal with gamers? And it's just about it's just about us. And it's coincidentally, games have been played. Well, Amazon this is actually called scared me. What's the deal with flames? And it's about uh, fire. Fire Amazon game. scared me. Amazon hustled me into buying Scythe because they said that there was only one more. And because I liked Food Chain Magnate so much, it w- uh, I'm starting to pivot away from TI and pivot to what I would originally was going to maybe possibly do, which was like Blood Rage, uh, Citadels, Food Chain, uh, Scythe. Just, you know, throw them all out, see what, what works. Um, something like that. But what happens if we play one game of Food Chain Magnate and then everyone says, I want to play that again, and then we just end up playing two and then we don't play Scythe? You know, then that's re- reality. Then we'll have had a good time. Don't but I, you know what's cool? One thing that's kind of neat is that uh, the Steam Summer Sale is going on, and one of the things that's on sale is Tabletop Simulator. Uh, and you Sean can buy Scythe. Uh, and you don't have to buy Scythe because if one person... Uh, that you're playing with own Scythe, then they can invite you in, and you can all play Scythe together. On tabletop, I don't understand simulator. what this is. It's a tabletop video simulator. game. Ver- it's it's basically a an e version of all P things. 
Does that make any sense? Created by the people that make the games or created by users? So the creators of the games can create modules for this game. So it's like RPG Maker, or it's like a, but instead of, it's like Animal Crossing. No, so you were more your right the first time. Town, but it actually is. Your friend's town or castle, you visit their board game. So it's actually a physics simulator where uh, the rules of the game aren't actually baked into tabletop simulator. So the modules I'm that you create are, are, ah, that's a good one. Joint. No, just kidding. Uh, so the rules aren't like baked in, only like the components. So y'all like have a table in front of you with um, the different cards and pieces and stuff like that. And it's kind of on the onus of the players to sort of know the rules and interact with the items on the table. That is horrifying, but yes. I mean, that's reality, right? And uh, yeah, and, and if someone gets pissed, they can flip the table. So that's cool. That's not cool. Actually, so you so you gotta set, it, set the table to unflippable. I'm gonna do that at Kirby's house as a prank. Imagine doing that in like the seventh hour of TI. I would, I think, I would be justified to murder. And all the like components go everywhere. Uh, so yeah, I got scythe. I mean, uh, I I kind of got sh- shaken down by Amazon because I've been watching scythe um okay amazon is not like a, a person or like a thing with like a free will you just bought are you it. sure about that are you sure that jeff bezos yeah. hasn't instilled upon it amazon itself is a uh, a hive mind of different ai algorithms that know exactly how to sell to you and how did they but- sell to me they they said that there was one scythe left because i was watching the amount of scythe that were uh at the amazon uh, like distribution center so that I didn't have to pay shipping and I could get it with Prime and there was only one copy left of the base game and what the... if I told you that the my friendly local game store sells Scythe for how much because the because uh, direct from manufacturer it's like $80 and Prime, uh, Prime was selling it for 50 but what if you could support local businesses and get it the day of I don't know. I don't know if I trust it. You know what you could do, maybe, is find trust. me... Trust? What, what do you mean, trust? Find me the Invaders from Afar expansion. Because I need that. I don't know that you deserve it. Well, I'll show you how much I deserve it. As a birthday wish. So, uh... Alright, then. Yeah, did anyone do anything, Sean? Uh, Sean, I know Sean and I were playing some uh, some Grover this week. Oh, yeah, dude. I've been on some, Overwatch some every day. Overwatch, huh? Sean, what do you, you think about... Sean, I, wanna, I, I want your hot take, and I want Mason's hot take on this character that I thought was surely a joke. Okay, I I joked about ha- Hammond, a.k.a. Wrecking Ball. That's the AKA, worst part, right? Is that they call ball, it Wrecking AKA Ball AKA in Hammond. the game? It, I can't ball. believe that the name of it is, is Wrecking Ball in-game. Uh, WB. WB. I did not watch any of the videos or read anything about him. I was purely going off of just chatting about it. I was completely bullshitting. I have no idea what this character is really all about. But I have been waiting for a new animal to enter the fray in Overwatch. Really? For, since, yeah, why not? They got... They've got Winston, and they've got no other animals. 
I need another talking animal. I need an animal. I need more. Uh, huh? What about Roadhog? Well, he's a man. Yeah, you know what? Uh, a lot of people compare my McCree to an animal, I'll tell you. Because I... God, dude. Your McCree used to be a wild animal. Now it's roadkill, man. You're, you're, you're nothing. No, that's my Roadhog. You're nothing. I didn't I get I'm played? excited. I think, I honestly, I think that if you go back into WTDG, you're going to hear me mention Overwatch and complain a little bit. But it's the best game. It's just, it's the Smash Bros. It's the Smash Bros. for the current generation. Um, what about Smash Brothers? What about Smash Bros. Ultimate? What about Fortnite? Smash Brothers Ultimate might overtake Overwatch, but for now, Overwatch is the the magnate of the party chain. Is it though? Yes, it is so. I feel like there. I, I feel like there are more popular Overwatch games. There is never a day in the last week where I have not wanted to play Overwatch, and I look forward to playing it. And it's actually difficult for me to stop playing it. That's good. I'm happy because I would want to play more with you, and uh, that would mean that our predictions early on in the year that there's going to be something that would happen this year to make Overwatch more fun and that it would bring us back uh, could possibly be true. I feel like for me, uh, they're just adding... Uh, more characters and that is just making it a little bit more fun i think one of the big changes though is that they have been uh making old characters that i found kind of frustrating to play actually really fun and since i mostly play mystery heroes some of the characters that i really really sucked at and really hated to play like symmetra was my least favorite character in the entire game and i hated hanzo i hated 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 hanzo could not play him uh, both of those characters have since received like some really major changes, especially Symmetra, and have made them super fun. So now when I'm playing that game, I'm having more fun all the time, no matter what character I'm playing. I have characters like D.Va got the missiles, so she's even doing more. I feel like every character in that game is getting a little bit more to do and a little bit more fun. And the characters that have kits that just don't work are getting tweaked to working. And because of that, I feel like the game overall is like more fun, less frustrating. Let's I agree. The small character reworks have done more than the sum of their parts. To it's make a huge deal better. because they like we we talked about this with um, uh, you know something like League when they redid the uh, the uh, runes. Like we, it, it's a big deal when you take what is my my exact least favorite character was Symmetra. I totally hated playing that character, and they they made that character into like a super super fun character. So not only did they remove my least favorite character in the game, but then they gave me another character that I'm like excited to play. That's that's yeah, great. They kept that's her, a big they difference. Kept this, they kept the spirit of her, and they kept her spirit and uniqueness, and they made her a lot more active. You know, when Overwatch was first coming out, Symmetra was the first character I was like really excited about. Me too. And liked a lot. And some of my initial disappointments with the original Overwatch was just uh, how sort of the meta, especially like when Ranked first came out and you were really shoehorned into playing these specific characters and uh, roles. And it wasn't just because, uh, you know, they were the best, but it was actually because they were the only good things. Like it was, it was worse than like, oh, it's just that the other characters are underpowered. No, they just straight up like could not exist 
and the game wouldn't be different. And Symmetra was one of those characters where like her existence in the game was inconsequential. So it's good to hear that they're, you know, making that better. Yeah, it is a much better game there, you know. I feel like the 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 maps, like the characters have like all had at the same time. I like Brigitte makes healing a lot more fun. Um, Brigitte. Brigitte makes healing a lot more fun. Maybe Hammond will add a lot to the tank role where if you're a hardcore tank main, it just gives you more diversity, more variety. And that character is capable of, as corny as the character is, uh, it's capable of, they're capable of a lot of cool stuff. So how is defense overall? What do you as mean? A, like, like, as a role. Well, it changed. Yeah, isn't they it not? Grouped all, all defense and offense characters have now been regrouped together as damage. So there's damage, tank, support. And does support include uh, Torbjorn and uh, Symmetra? No. Symmetra is damage. And She's Torbjorn is as well. Yeah. So, so support is only for healing. Yeah. Support is, yeah, well, I guess, yeah. Yeah. All right. And Brigitte. She heals. But she also, she her main thing, I guess, is like overhealing and armor. And whacking. And slapping. She got to whack you off to get you to heal. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Yeah, shield bash. Tank and spank. Tank and I like tank the and tank, the, tank and the tank that spanks. That's the yeah. noise that the guy from you know, Stranger Things does on the commercials. It just Overwatch is just so fun. I don't know. It's just the most fun. Man. You know, when it's he does that. Fun. It's I so like Quake fun. Champions, though. He loves I played it. Quake Champions for half an hour, and it was all right. That's a, that's you exactly how much you time you're allowed like to judge Quake that game. Champions. You can't like Quake Champions in the first half hour because it is not an intuitive game. It is a game where like there's mechanical skill required to even just like moving through the maps that that makes it slightly impenetrable if you've never played like an arena shooter like that before. Like me. But it's really fun if you care about strafe jumping and and learning the different characters and the way they move and the routes through the map and the the uh just the routing and stuff like that people that i, really I respect and enjoy video games with have really fallen in love with quake champions like ryan galloway and crying thanks for and the I... use of your music ryan galloway and crying for the thanks for the use of their music we use the intro and outro to revive off the new album beyond the fleeting gales you can find them at the room forever band camp that is correct and yeah, I, I tried it because of him, and I do like it, but, you know, there's only so much time for me to game, and Overwatch is just, it's pure candy, you know? I don't Maybe. have time to... Overwatch, Overwatch is, is you know, the food chain magnate to Quake's food chain magnate. Well, it's a Smash Brothers. The video Overwatch game is so. Smash Brothers to Quake's Tekken. Do you like that? I'm not no. sure if it's like Tekken or not, but Overwatch yeah, I mean, is a hamburger to Quake's hot dog. Overwatch is to fun as Quake is to pride. Overwatch huh? is to gluttony as Quake is to pride. What? I'm Sean, saying, back like, me up on this. Quake is Quake. Yeah, Quake. I, I, I'm sure that uh, Quakers are more hardcore 
You mean the quoke? Those who have a quoken <laughs> are more hardcore. They're more serious than overwatchers. You know, the overwatchers are, you know, anybody could be a, a watcher. An overwatcher on the wall. But I, but I think, but I, that's, that also, that game is still like less fun because of the amount of like time that has spent and people are really good at that game now. It is, it is crazy. People, it's so... But that's good though. That's like a, that's a good notch in Overwatch's belt is that uh doesn't matter how good people are because at the end of the day, it's Overwatch. Yes. And people who have higher skill won't necessarily win. Why? Because of all the dice rolling? Well, essentially, like with your teammates and with the Comeback fact that mechanics. you can't actually... Comeback mechanics, like ulties, like, and also just the fact that you can't lone wolf it. Or it's like, it's like Good Widows. It's like comparing a game like Heroes of the Storm to a game like Dota, where in Dota you can be so good and get so far ahead that, that you can really kill it. Whereas in Heroes of the Storm, no matter how well you, you do and how well you play, you're held back by that Blizzard game design of everybody has to be allowed to Yeah, have. but if you've seen Kirby's McCree, you know, I mean, Kirby's <laughs> they call, McCree. They call me an animal. If you am play I, against Kirby's this? McCree, you feel like you can solo the well, match I mean, by yourself. I mean, it's a weird because because Dota is still a team playing game, and I, as far as I know, Quake is is Quake teams. Yeah, not oh if God. well, it's up to you. There's a oh, okay. team hopper and a and a non team hopper, but it doesn't matter because one player can be so good that they can solo carry. Yeah, if they not if the like if the Quoken adjoins the match, then they, it is them against everyone. That person is it never is. me, though, so I don't want that. Yeah, Sean would rather be in Hots, and I love Hots. I, you know what? I've, I've, if that's if that's what you're gonna, if that's the way you're gonna, you know, position these games, then I'm never gonna play Dota again. But I play Hots. Don't play Dota because I don't got Dota that time. I can't play Quake. I can't play Quake. I don't have the time to become Quoke. I would rather You're quoke in Dragon Ball Fighters, right? Like, isn't that the reason why you want to play it? What do you because... mean? I've, I've I've spent the time. I've, I've yeah, earned absolutely, my bread. exactly. And how would you feel if you spent the time at it and it didn't matter because like somebody could still Blizzard mechanics you to winning? I mean, there is an That's X factor in that game, games, but right? sure. And there's but the use some of character the X factors is still a resource. Yeah, I mean, I disagree. You... But also, Kirby, you typically tend to play towards character imbalances. Not in this game. No no adult Gohan for you. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Mason. <laughs> I guess, well, actually, adult Gohan did uh, win uh, CEO with, um, of all things, a uh, Majin Buu. Well, Kid Buu is, is very good, but adult Gohan and... Yamcha of all things, but uh, uh, not the, the really good characters in that game right now are probably Kid Buu is the best character with Cell, um, Adult Gohan, then like Gotenks, and um, hard to say who comes after that. And I'm not saying that there's not skill associated, there's skill in both Hots and there's skill in Overwatch, absolutely, especially Overwatch as a Twitch shooter. 
But what I'm saying is that like Blizzard designs their game in a particular fashion that they try to make sure everyone can have fun. I'm not full. I'm not. I'm not arguing with you. It is fun, and fun is good, and that's why we play games. I'm just saying that they're different flavors, and that they're not one-to-one compatible, and that it's hard to enjoy Quake Champions in the first 30 minutes for the same reason that it would be hard to enjoy Dota or Food Chain Magnate or Food Chain Magnate. Absolutely. Overwatch is a good game, and maybe I should reinstall it and see how it's coming along. It's coming along well. Lots of cool stuff. Uh, they redid the Lunar Horizon thing that everyone hated, and they have a bunch of new maps What's and a bunch of stuff to What's, do. I don't know. What's they hated, they hated that map, so now they redid that. What kind of map is that? Is that a newer map? Or? Uh, that's a newer map. It's a capture double that capture point. map. That map sucks, man. I hate that one. No, I love it. They added a bunch of flowers now. I don't care. And I, I don't know how they changed the shape of it. It's still... I don't know. It's it's probably my least fave. Sean, we had a big win on it. Yeah. Thanks to my McCree, I mean. <laughs> Dude, I mean, watch me win anywhere. Watch me win. So, uh, SGDQ finished up. Yeah, does anyone have any... Uh... Anything to say about that? They made an outstanding amount of money. Like, $2 million. I've, ne- I've never watched less, but I'm amazed that there's enough people who donate. And I'm assuming a lot of the biggest donors don't double dip in uh, classic winter uh, games done quick and then again in summer. So oh, they do. I do. People come from? Oh, are you one of the big ones? I, I donate in both of them. I'll donate like 25 in both that's not that's that not is admirable and impressive but i'm saying like the people that like i'm not a big whale, slam dog you call them the whale the blue whales man come on the whales i'm not a whale know? i'm not a whale the for that. I'm a, I'm i a bet the whales player. do because if you can afford to donate once you can afford to donate twice oh my god that is the way the money works if you have the most money then you have double the most money if you have yeah i know that, well, that, is, that, true, yeah, that is exactly that is so true <laughs> Oh, I can't afford $1,000. Oh, you can't? I can. I can do it twice. I can do it three times. That's the way money works. Yeah. Um, no, it's more like I can't afford $1,000, and then someone's like, I can afford $100,000. Yeah. And I can just do that That's regularly. Money. With no gap in between. America 2018. Yo, those... How about Serving those Yeti those who serve. That's pretty good. The Yeti. Thanks to the Yeti. You know, I never really watched less gdq than this year i don't know i just you, that was unfortunate i was oh, busy what about, okay favorite runs mario maker Hell obviously yeah. yes right? they did a blind of that uh i was a big fan of the mario maker race how does that oh, work yeah uh there were 10 levels uniquely created for hdq uh and there I were know. two teams i by the community, by the community, of by Maker, I assume, by popular community, uh... not by Nintendo, because Nintendo doesn't like to get involved in things like this, sullying their games. Uh, so there were ten community-made maps, and then there were two teams of players. And if you died, you needed to hand the controller off to someone on your team. And essentially, it was uh, they they cleared as many maps as they could, but if both teams couldn't finish a map in six minutes, then the teams moved on to the next map with no winner. Yeah, it was considered a tie, but but it was a cool race and 
uh, Mario Maker has come a long way. Like the maps that people were making in year one of Mario Maker are like nothing compared to what people are using that game for now. Which I think is even more impressive given that it's fairly like the toolbox isn't that big. Yeah, it's very simple. Yeah, has it been updated or are people getting smarter? There was some updates. Not, there not, were some there updates been, there, like, shortly after it, but there haven't been any for a long time. But people are still oh, making cool things. So originally, um, for example, there wasn't checkpoints. So when I built levels, what I would do is I would hide like hidden ways to move, like to checkpoint through the level. And then when checkpoints came out, it kind of invalidated some of my cleverness. But they've dark, also dark released the shortcuts. New, New stuff. Um, I really liked a couple awesome runs. Uh, they did a Zelda Ocarina of Time bingo. That is a really a cool experience. Uh, definitely recommend that to anybody. That for for if you don't know, it's a there is a randomized uh, bingo that that asks you to complete that asks the the runner to complete certain things, and they're trying to hit bingo anywhere, so they have to on the fly similar to kind of, almost similar to the way that uh mario maker works where you can't where they don't know what they're going into before they're just really good at it uh it tells them to do certain things so they're basically trying to on the fly craft a perfect run that will get them bingo um i thought the there was a couple really cool runs for games that came out this year uh there wait was minute, wait a minute do you remember any of the bingo cells for the zelda game um I don't know. It's it's stuff like you know, get a bottle. Stuff like uh, like beat this. Is there anything or... like very cool that you could miss so that you would have to reroute your bingo completion? You know. Well, you look at the you, they see the entire bingo chart. But I'm saying like, okay, I'm going top to bottom on this column. Oh wait, I screwed one up. I can't go back and get that. Now I've got to use these for like a diagonal. Um, I think you misunderstand how people abuse that game and play like bingo. They, yeah and play bingo so so tell him uh, i mean i mean people are doing like stuff where and when people speed run that game they do stuff like where they they turn to the adult link before they've even finished the first dungeon yeah but the bingo would know that There's tons the bingo of stuff maker. no the, the bingo, bingo doesn't know anything did they do link to the past randomizer uh not this, this year? year but not this year um, that one is so cool. That one is really cool. That's a similar. That's also a kind of similar thing. Um, there was a good Wind Waker run. Um, in uh, in I terms of people talk about the JSX run a lot too. Oh, I didn't see that. But in terms of uh, some new games, Hob, which was a game that I was super excited about, that got a speed run. Uh, Celeste is a game that a lot of people are huge fans of. That's like a and uh, the developers did commentary on it. It's like a Meat Boy esque uh, runner. Yeah. Um, some cool stuff like that. There was a Dust Force run. That game is made for speedrunning. Had um, in time. There was plenty of really cool stuff. Had in time. There was Had in time. That was it. I, how, did I, how did I forget that? That was another one of those games where I, I'm always, I'm super excited when I see stuff like that. When I saw Hob, Celeste, Hat in Time, stuff like that, where uh, it's new, it's exciting. It's like, it just came out. So it's kind of cool to see the burgeoning community and see what they, they found around it. Hat in Time had a, um, a, a versus, had a race. And that's just a great game. It's one of, 
uh, Sean's top games from last year. It's true. It's true. That's that is what I. That's what I know. Anything else? ADGQ related. Yeah, if you guys would speed run a game, what would it be? <sighs> play the spire. I mean, play the spire. Hell yeah. What are you, some kind of genius? I love Slay the Spire. I can't do it. I, I'm just saying, if I could speed, you know what? If I could speed run a game, I don't know. Maybe Doom, but also not the way that they speed run Doom. Like Doom, hundred percent. For me, it would have to be. Uh, if I was thinking of games that I've played and like, although I wouldn't want to do this, it would be a link to the past. That is the game that, in my mind, is like one of the most important to me. Speed runnable. And I've played it many, many times. And for like a very casual, like full completion run, I have a lot of it memorized if it's in front yeah. of me. You're not the I only person I've heard say that. I can turn that game on and just play it through like pretty enjoyably and easily. Like I like I could probably almost play that game in one sitting. I just like it a lot. I've played it through in a day I'm before. It. Yeah. Why is that? I mean, it is very good, but I guess it's just... It's one of the greatest games of all time, I guess. Oh, shit, there was it an is. run. I didn't say that. And it got re-released, too, so I played it multiple times when I was a kid, and I didn't have a lot of games on Super Nintendo, so I memorized it that way. I returned to it sometimes when I was like older. I've played it on Game Boy Advance and on emulator, so I've been through it a few times. You should try the randomizer. Yeah, that's where you get like the power, the items and power ups in random order through major chests. Is that it? Yeah. And you gotta just you gotta figure it out. Just figure it out. There's also a variant of it where um, you play cool. through. There's also a variant where you play through both Link to the Past and Super Metroid, and you have to oh go between gosh. the two games, <laughs> unlocking items for the different games. <laughs> People are so. <laughs> Ridiculous. Who is that? Who's that for? Who's who did that? I guess it's for people who really like those two games, which I imagine is a pretty large crowd. Yeah, probably. Like both so much you can't choose. Gotta choose both. There was an Odyssey run. Well what about yours? Wait, did you share yours? Your uh, Path of Exile, for sure. Oh. Oh, that makes what sense. What would be the, what would be the param parameters? Max level, to max level. Uh, no, it's usually story. people race through like a story, or they'll race like the first few acts, or they'll race like the the boss of the end, or stuff like that. I would I would do Path of Exile though. Nice. Sounds like you're doing it right now. I know, right? I, I was am. gonna say. Bada bang. Bada boom. Bada boom. Um, I've been. Any any uh, big Steam summer sale pickups? Because I got one. I've been playing some stuff, but what do you got? Got Dead Cells. Oh, oh, excellent! How's it going? Yeah. Are you playing it? God, or are you too I, busy I, with Overwatch? Uh, yeah, I do feel guilty that I bought it and then I started getting more into Overwatch. It was weird that way. Um, it's good. I have. I feel pretty awful at it. I guess I, I don't feel like I'm getting that used to it. But you played Souls games, you'll figure it out, right? Yeah, and I've made 
slight progress over time. I mean, you inevitably make some progress, even if you have a bad run, which I generally have. And I don't feel like certain or comfortable with what I'm doing, but there I've been to like three different named areas and there's one of them that I, I like and I feel like I'm getting closer to like getting through to the end of and I'm excited to see some something major happen because there's been a few times where it felt like stuff was really coming together and I was like, ooh, I'm doing cool things and I found a new place and then I'm like, oh, wait, I'm dead. <laughs> But I, and there's I think like a lot of it. like secrets and stuff like that. And like, if you do this really specific thing, y'all unlock this really powerful item in future uh, runs. God. Yeah, that stuff drives me crazy. I I'm doing all I'm doing the two classics for me, which is like Castlevania style, just smacking every wall like an idiot, jumping around and slapping all of the the walls, hoping to break through like uh, secret compartments in the in the rock or whatever. Um, and then also walking backwards. That's like, which also hurts you because there are timed doors in the game. Yeah. I, when I see those timed doors, I think, Ooh, like if I really tried, I could probably get this, but I feel like it's, it'll happen later. And it's like a reward, yeah, sure. you know, it's like something. I think the, the, the best thing to unlock is like, um, you can unlock starter weapons, like start with a random shield, start with a random bow, because I feel like that makes the runs a lot more fun just to have the flexibility at the start of the game. I think that should have been yeah. unlocked from the beginning because that that's like a huge thing that makes the, the, the runs start to feel more like roguelike where you're getting a starting loadout and trying to do the best with what you're getting. And I think that's, to me, that's like the most fun in roguelikes is like, dealing with what you have right and having a better choice than the basic immediately starting with something interesting so i don't know if you guys saw or care but donkey did a review of enter the gungeon uh and that's really cool because i love enter the gungeon i have i think 80 hours on it and i've been waiting a very long time uh for the expansion and, and I think that maybe the developers reached out to him or something like that. I, I'm not entirely sure, but uh, they just submitted their expansion for console certification. So the expansion will be coming out very soon, and it is free. Well, what, why is it going to get Steam? Like, does, I don't think it has to certify through Steam, right? It got console certification, which implies that it's coming out soon for everything. Okay. Um that's exciting. I would maybe give that another shot. You know what I was playing on Switch? Crypt of the um, Necrodancer, because you weren't going to guess you it. You didn't even let anyone guess. Because why would you have guessed that? But I've been playing Crypt of the Necrodancer. I've played that. Yeah, I didn't like that at first. Um, I had played a little bit of it and was like, could not really get the uh, hang of its mechanics. But today it was like, I kind of wanted to play something that was a little bit more pick up and play. Uh, since I'm uh, volunteering at an ambulance company, I don't really have a lot of time and sometimes if i get a call like i, I kind of want to have like an experience that i can have over the course of like five ten minutes and then that would be contained uh and then start another thing rather than like jump into something that i really have to sink my teeth into those little like hershey you know those little hershey kisses like a rogue like kind of game compared to a big hershey bar like hollow knight 
so I don't want those. So uh, yeah, I was playing that, uh, and I feel like I was finally getting it today, and I was and really enjoying it, and really enjoying some of the mechanics, and like starting to figure out how you're supposed to fight some of the enemies, and like why I was getting killed immediately by dragons, and uh, starting to get the hang of like different uh, floors of the dungeon and the timing on the music and stuff like that. And uh, they have on the Switch version, they have a bunch of characters unlocked. I have this uh, this um, uh, Grim Reaper character, and whenever she kills an enemy. Uh, they, she gets a, it's kind of hard to explain, but like she gets a soul in that position on related to her. So she kills an enemy to their one space to her right, then she will have a soul one space to her right. And as she's moving, it stays basically that where it was, uh, when she killed the enemy and you basically like create these, you know, damaging souls around you as you're killing enemies and getting a different like group of does any of this make sense? No. Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of the way, like, based on the character you choose, it really does determine, like, some of your strategy for fighting different types of enemies or, like, even what side you want to approach enemies from and stuff like that. Yeah, and then there's some cool stuff. I Like, I do I do like the way that it works as a roguelike where you're getting new weapons and new unlocks and stuff that do change up the way the game works. And, yeah, it's a really fun game. I never really, I kept wanting to give it a chance. I never gave it a chance. I finally gave it a chance, and it's good. But I was playing, and I've also been playing a lot of uh, Slay the Spire. Hard to say much more on that, but uh, uh, I had my best run of all time with the defect. That was really cool. Um, I don't know why I fell off that game when the defect came out. The defect is dope. I I don't know. I I played it so much, um, but I have only played a few runs with the defect. And other than that, um, Dragon Ball Fighters. I've been playing um, Cultist Simulator a lot more, Sean. I think that you might dig Cultist Simulator. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it's on sale, but do you know anything about this game? I think I heard a little bit about it on WTDG Podcast. Yeah, so it's kind of like this weird um, amalgamation of like a tabletop card game where you have these different action, like you have these different actions you can perform like explore, talk, work, study, and then you have cards that you slot into them. So if you have a card for like, let's say you have a follower, like a cult, like a, like a pawn, you can put the pawn into talk and then you can discuss like, you know, the cults with them, or you can put them into explore to send them out to do something for you. Things like that. You could also, slot them into study and they could help you learn a language. Uh, so this is sort of like, it's it, it's not fair to call it a roguelike or a roguelite, but it is a game that's based on like runs and learning and getting smarter, but there's no like continuity or there's, and there's very few like random elements. Uh, there are some different starts that you can have with the game uh, where you might start out as like, um, someone who's just like rich has a lot of money like get something bequeathed to them uh there's one start that i haven't tried yet where you are working in the police uh, police force at the start of the game mm. so this sort of like determines like your starting build and like what's currently available to you because you have like these different currencies like obviously you have money as a currency and as time goes by uh there's oh, currency is always like a necessity but you also have like a uh, passion, reason, and uh, health. 
that you have to use in different ways throughout the game. But it's very kind of relaxing to play. Um, and, and the writing is, is pretty good in the game. The music is cool. And, and I sort of dig the like style and ambiance of the game. What do you look forward to that keeps you going when you're starting a new run? Um, I think I look forward to not making the same mistakes that I made the last time and like realizing like, oh, if I have a lot of dread on the board, like dread is, you know, it's a mood. And if I have too much dread, then oh, that's uh, a mood for me, all right. Depression can overcome, and the way that I can deal with that—that's true—is if I get contentment. And if I mix contentment right. and dread together, then they can cancel each other out, and that's how I can survive that. So I need to find things that generate contentment, such as painting, or such as drugs. And <laughs> uh, so I guess it's sort of like real life, right? But sort of Sounds realizing therapeutic. that sort of realizing the mistakes that I made in past runs is uh makes me want to go forward. How long is a run in time? Uh that really depends also because you can like pause the game. Like there's like all these timers that are moving but you can like pause to make decisions and things like that. Um I guess a run could be around an hour. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But could be could be a lot longer than that. I think my current run is around an hour and a half right now, maybe. You could learn about yourself playing this game. Yeah, Kirby just zoned out. Kirby probably went to the bathroom as no, soon I'm as right he here. heard me talking about this game. He's, no, here. Right here. He's here. I'm listening. He's one he of the cultists. He's waiting for direction. Kirby, go explore. I was I was listening to to James and I want and I was listening to Sean's peaking interest. I could hear it. My peaking. I'll order the Peking um, interest. Interest. I'll order the Peking duck with interest. Interest. With interesting sauce. So if you've fallen off of Slay the Spire, I wouldn't say that this is like, oh, it's a card game. It's like Slay the Spire. But in the times that I would usually be playing Slay the Spire, I am instead playing this game. The thing is, I'll never stop playing Slay the Spire, probably, but... In the past few weeks, I have not touched it. You've been taking a vacation. Yeah, just a little summer vacay. So I've also been playing Hitman. Which one? It's called uh, Hitman. And sometimes when people talk about it, they refer to oh, it as Hitman. Hitman all caps. Caps lock Hitman. Uh, I think it's 2016. Do you or is it 2017? Play, do you try to be? It, do you try to play the good one. guy or the bad guy? I think there's only one guy to play. Do you try to? Do you try to help the victim? Do you try to ease them into the afterlife, or do you like to really go in, freak him out? So. The reason why I'm playing Hitman again is, is because they released us. They announced that they're doing more Hitman. And it made me really excited. I was like, oh, man, more Hitman. That's awesome. And then I realized that I never finished, like, this set of Hitman. So originally, I had played 14 hours of Hitman. But I had only ever played one stage. And I just kept playing that one stage and realizing all of the different like puzzles and ways to go through it. 
and all of the like variants and escalations. And then there are like these community made missions that the community votes on. And then you can play those uh, where they sort of like modify uh, who you have to kill, how you have to kill them, like where different things are located on the map. And that kept me going for like 13 hours. And now I finally started playing the second mission in Hitman. I think you played more than 13 hours, but how is the second mission compared to the first? It's really cool. Uh, So in the second mission, you have to uh, infiltrate this mansion of this of this like scientist couple where uh, they have a a bio lab under their mansion and you need to kill both of them and find a way to infiltrate and destroy the the virus. What did they do wrong? They made a virus that uh, you can put someone's DNA into and then it will essentially target that person and like kill them. So you can release it like onto money or something and like some like years down the road, if it like hits their DNA, then it'll kill them. That's cool. I like that. That's a cool way to kill like someone. That. That's a long con. That exists. That based and, on reality. And, and spoiler, you can, uh, you can use that that virus to afflict them Spoilers. as one of the ways to take me. them out. Uh, oh, but there's also, but, but I don't know if you guys like know anything about Hitman, but it's like Hitman creates like the most believable world in these stages where like, there's all of these like moving pieces and like hundreds and hundreds of characters. That I play are all... Hitman and he creates some of the most unbelievable dance moves and there's all these moving people in the crowd and just hundreds and hundreds of audience members watching him do the sickest dance moves. Hip man, try it out. Okay, so so <laughs> I guess you, you get the idea then. I think he where, does. Where you sort of are walking through the level and then you'll hear like an NPC, like an NPC talking about, oh, did you hear that uh, so-and-so... Is it's like major? Is it like sorry. Majora's Mask kind of where you you get you get a sense of like knowing every single thing that's going to happen time wise? I do like I'm that's I'm only... that's an apt comparison actually of of yeah. So then the next time that you go through the mission, uh, you'll be like sitting on this bench and you'll hear uh, the person you have to assassinate is meeting with their psychologist and the psychologist is coming in from over here. So then you could find the psycho- the psychologist and like pacify him, put on his clothes, like get his like you know his credentials and everything, get into the mansion, and then like you even put on his socks and underwear just to like get into the the zone method acting, and, and then you sort of like get the <laughs> slice of this character of like okay, so this character has like these weird mother issues and then you take them out. But then the next time you, you, uh, you play the mission, you sort of can delve further into that and you could be in his mansion and hear from the housekeepers that he thought he saw his mother's ghost. And it was related to first he heard like her gramophone playing and then he went to turn off the gramophone. Oh, that's a good one. And then she, uh, heard the, electronic chair right. moving up the stairs and then uh when he went to go inspect that then he heard uh the bell the service bell ringing in her room and then you can sort of recreate this happening and that will afflict the a character in like a specific way if you go about that approach 
That is cool really cool. Like that. I love the way that it sounds like, you know, you you get the you get rewarded for doing for learning that one thing about the mission, but then it it branches off into different awards and trying wanting to try it in different ways. So one of the things that's pretty neat about that is is also just that you can sort of learn a way to get through with one character. Like you have to assassinate multiple people and you need to so so you can sort of like have a strategy for one character developed and then play through it again and be like, okay, so how do I approach uh, the other character I have to assassinate and then sort of create like a routine and like find optimal routes and strategies. And then, and then like you could try to go for like timed missions where, okay, now I'm going to do it in time, but now I sort of understand sort of the routes and the pathing to get through the level. Do they have Hitman at SGDQ? I don't think so, but that, but they yeah, should. I was just thinking that actually. Sounds, you know, like it, it could be. But, but yeah, so you can also watch speedruns. Like it's built into the game. Like the game is always online. So you can actually watch like the best players and how they played through missions. Oh, like a Mario Kart time trial. They did. There are some really insane things that people do in Hitman. Like real, like it's it's definitely like a YouTubeable game of like the different kills and like strategies that people could have of like watch me uh, hit this golf ball and kill the two uh, people I have to assassinate from across the map. That's why he's called and, Hitman. Like, stuff like that. It's really impressive. That is that game is awesome. That game won uh, Giant Bomb's Game of the Year, right? For twenty seven. Ip Man won a Grammy for best soundtrack. Ip Man won the Academy Award for best <laughs> co- coordination and fight scene. I'm sorry. I think Sean is trying to end this game this so badly. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm I feel like you to, are. I'm you're. You're. Engaging. You. Sh- Sh- Mason is going to find the most efficient way to kill you. He's gonna find out the best the best strats to like walk into your house and then change your. No, I'm just patiently waiting for food chain magnate on your birthday. Oh yeah, then just... th- then you're gonna slowly bleed him dry in the economic oh, sense in a capitalist. Are you gonna target me? Experience no, a capitalist death. He's talking Sean, about the game, and I'm joking about the game while he talks. It's just Sean. You know. I recommend you pick up waitresses on turn one. That's okay. what I did, and guess what, James. James is a fun person to play games with because he won't help you. And he's already played them. That's the problem. I'm going to be new. James James on the first run was like doing all this stuff. And I was like, that's dumb. He's being an idiot. I, I already am starting to figure this out. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick. I'm going to stick him with my gamer goo. Don't go on him. I'm going to stick him. I know we're all getting off that day, but. It's gonna be a long. It's a. It's a long. Uh, it's a marathon, not a. Not a sprint. I'm gonna bring gamer goo to the party because I feel like it's gonna be hot. No, we're gonna be sitting. So in some that's AC. the deal with games. Bring us on home. Is it time to go. Thanks, guys. WTDGpodcast.com at Twitter at WTDGpodcast, iTunes. What's the deal with games? Rate, comment, subscribe. I right, thank Ryan Gallon crying for the UCM music. We use the intro and outro to revive off the new album Beyond the Fleeting Gales. You can find them at the Run for run for cover band camp god damn it so i won't thank them again wow okay that was a decent that was a decent run but let's do let's let's try another i want to see what kind of different random topics we get this time sean do you want to play some grover i feel like we need to do a second run of wtdg i'm still on it we just don't have it yet now that we unlocked a couple we just don't have it yet sean we should just get back right into it don't have it yet